Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind just hitting the subscribe button, like, sharing the video. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Exotic Roots Hydro, which I have to give a huge shout out to. They are a huge supporter of the podcast, and I'm really happy to be working with them. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, and you need to learn about any of your hydroponic needs, go to their shop. You can follow them at Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. Shout out their whole team. They have an amazing venue space. Uh, they're going to be putting on tons of events. Just make sure to follow Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. And if you're ever in Rochester, definitely stop by. Let's get back into it. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Now he fucked up. Thank you so up, much man? for coming on. What's going oh, on? I'm happy we finally got this working out. Me too. Excuse me. I'm, I just got off of work, so I'm having a little post-work snack. No problem. I totally understand. You're a very well-rounded dude. You do a lot. I can't believe it. I do. Thank you. <laughs> I like my whole life. I try to like make it so it's a well-rounded oiled machine, but I feel like when I see your post, I'm like, all right, you're someone I idolize for that. You got your job, you got your <laughs> art, you have your family, your cute-ass dog. Yeah, man, the whole thing, and it's all coming together now. <laughs> now? Has, is it a long time coming? Yeah, well, I just got, um, we just got married in April. Um, bought the house in June. Um, got pregnant and got a dog, so... Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So like in like a three, four month span and just like everything all at once. So. And uh, art was, you were doing art through all this. I was yeah. going to say, you're, I was going to yeah. be like, oh, and your art's <laughs> taken off, but your art's been taken off for a minute. Yeah. 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 Thank you. So it's been pretty busy, man. I'm sorry about the, uh, the mishaps trying to get this to work. Oh, no um, problem at all. Times. You work during the day. I work at night, so our schedules are always going to be yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to take tonight off. When do, does that, is that hard, like having all this and still working on your art, or is that just your creative, that's your free mental space? Um, yeah, it both. It's, it's hard. It can be difficult at times. You know, you know, you work. I work about an hour away from my house. And I got to drive, you know, back and forth and then come home. You got family stuff you got to do. You got house stuff you got to do. Um, and then somebody might want their project done the following day, you know. So you either got to stay up late or try to squeeze in time during work, lunch breaks and stuff. And I mean, it gets hectic, but it's fun. You know what I mean? Is when it you finally like, get the, what were you saying? When you finally get, when you finally get the project finished and it goes up and you're just like, wow, like I did that. So, and then just like, getting the feedback from everybody on how they feel about it. It's, you can't beat that rush. Do you ever see yourself doing art full time? Like becoming not, not having a day job? No, I never have. I mean, it, I believe me, I fantasize about it all the time, but I don't think it's ever going to be feasible in this lifetime. You know what that I mean? is wild. And I think people listening who like what who are like idolize you or look up to you like you wouldn't would be like, oh, no, he's just doing that. But you're you have a that's what I mean about well-rounded. Like you're doing a lot to also be so prolific. 
Right, right. Yeah, it's I've always had a nine to five, so it's um I can't imagine myself not going to work and punching a clock as lame as that sounds. <laughs> when did you start taking art seriously then? Seriously in what aspect? Just like I don't know, taking yourself seriously, like considering yourself like this is actually something I want to put out into the world. Um, I don't think I've ever had like that conversation with myself. It was more or less just trying to get it out there. It was always been trying to get it out there and um, share, you know, my point of view and like what I had to offer artistically with everyone. So did you start at a young age? Yeah, I mean, I've been drawing since um elementary school you know what i mean so it's always been something i've done um in my free time what was your inspiration young was it like comic books was it rap or yeah all of that comic books rap music um ninja turtles um just like all those cartoons you know what i mean and then like my mom used to take me to the comic book store downtown um and get me like she like she let me go in it's like you know pick three and I would just get like a new Wolverine or X-Men or like a Spider-Man or whatever. And I would just look because I like, you know, the art style. And I really didn't buy it for the story or anything. It was just like, oh, this Jim Lee drew this or, you know, McFarlane drew this or Eric Larson drew this. He's like the people like I idolized at a young age and like built my style around. You know what I mean? Yeah. When did you start then? turning it over into the music the more um, music side of it i'm not sure actually i feel like it always had like a musical influence you know what i mean like you yeah. go to school you start from like drawing you know how you have like your your textbook and then you have like your book cover you get out of the um the grocery bag the paper bag you make your book cover and then you yeah. just draw shit all over it and it was always like i'm gonna draw Wu-Tang simple or <laughs> You know, one kid might draw Wu Tang symbol. I might draw Raekwon on mine. You know what I mean? So it's always been there. Were you sending them to artists? Oh, my book covers? No, this is no. I just mean like art that you were drawing throughout. (laughs) No, I yeah, sending your textbook in halfway through the yeah. Fuck fuck by internet. Just on Raekwon. Yeah, yeah. Um, mean like how like the art got out there to different artists. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Oh, yeah, like um, who was yeah. the first person you sent work to? First person um, I sent work to was GLC. Um, and God, I told this story a thousand times. I sent it to GLC. He had tweeted something about he had just like dropped his new album, his new solo album. I think this was like right around between uh, late registration and uh, graduation sometime like around that time. Um, it was called Love, Life, and Loyalty. And I, you know, I just got on Twitter and I was following and everything and he mm-hmm. dropped it. And I was just like, oh man, you know, I don't know who made this cover, but I can do way better than this, you know? And he like called me out on it and was like, well, let me see something. <laughs> How old so are like you? First, uh, let's see, I'm 41 now. So that had to be... 2010 maybe i don't know i mean you can google it and see when that album dropped right. that that'll tell oh, you wow. so that's pretty yeah. late into your like that's pretty like i thought you that's pretty late like 2011 
if you're you were pretty you were in your what mid 20s 30 like yeah, 30 yeah 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 so yeah man this is all um it's always been like a side a hobby slash part-time job you know what i mean and just yeah. kind of blossom into what it is today that's the best way i think it is when you do when you create art for yourself then other people want to see it when you create something that you think other people are going to want to see they're not going to want to see it because it's nah. that energy thing you know yeah yep exactly exactly so when you were working your nine to five before that glc shit did you ever think oh shit like maybe one day i i am gonna try to be an artist like at least one on a, a bigger scale than you were at that point. Um, it's, it's really hard to think even like to, I don't know. It's hard to imagine that in your head when there's no one that, you know, doing the same thing. That makes sense. 100%. Like there was a, yeah. So it was like, I don't know, this maybe can't work. Maybe there's not a lot of money in it. I don't, I don't know. I'm a guy from, Frederick, Maryland. I'm not in New York. I'm not in LA. I'm not, you know, brushing shoulders with these people every day. So it's not like I'm in a loop as far as that goes. Um, so no, it didn't, it never seemed like it was going to be a, like a lucrative full-time job to me. Well, that's what I really like about the, I don't want to say the Griselda push because it was a long time coming way before that. But the, I feel like Griselda in itself did show that it brought a lot of people's creativity out in different ways than other rap communities and showed that you can kind of do it on your own, not the way that it's supposed to normally go. Right. Being like late thirties, doing it independent, being from Buffalo. It's like, you know, I feel that I'm, out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere massachusetts in the woods <laughs> like there's no reason for me to be you know doing any of the things i do other than you have to make that shit happen yourself right right and you know and we have the internet it's like the greatest tool you can have in your in your hands in your house you know what i mean in your home your hand on your phone you have the internet and it gives you access to everything and everyone you know and if you're willing that's why, like, I'll see the things like there's two types of like people will hit me up and they won't it won't be good. Like, I don't, it's a, I don't know how to describe it, but like there's a re, there's a way to hit people up on the Internet properly. And not a lot of people do. But if you have something will that you're like willing, that's worth offering, then people are going to accept it but you can't just be sending out mass messages of your music. Like, Hey, listen to this. Nah, like, uh, <laughs> copy and paste. Yeah. That it's not going to work. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's the, that's the number one worst thing to do in my opinion. <laughs> do you have a lot of people hitting you up like that? <sighs> With the copy and paste. Yeah. No, whether it be like yeah. <laughs> rappers wanting you to hear their stuff or artists wanting you to check their stuff out. Not, I mean, yeah, it's not like a whole lot. It's um, it's more of those people just wanting work done, and and it's so hard to answer everyone and have that conversation with them 10, 15 times a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
people hit me that up. That is so, tough. Oh, you have a full ass other life. Like, yeah, yeah. People are like, oh, you didn't answer this. And then they'll find me on Twitter or find me on Facebook. And they're like, oh, you didn't answer my DM. Like, I'm trying to get work. And I'm just like, yo, I, if I answer you, I got to answer the last 30, you know, DMs I got. Cause that's how I work. I can't just answer one guy and I answer everyone. It's just, it's so time consuming. And to tell everyone, like, I can't do it. And then have them try to talk me into doing it and it's just like the back and forth yeah. i'm not meanwhile i'm trying to manage you know five guys at work and you know wife texts me about dinner you know it's a lot you know what i mean yeah well then what made you like what makes you keep going is it that's just your passion yes yeah, my passion man i love the music i mean you do comedy and you do this on the side like you love it it's all part of the culture you know yeah i love what i offer i love um i love the feedback i love watching um the videos the interviews you know the new drops all that stuff so i will always be ingrained in it just for that alone you know what i mean yeah so after the glc thing is there like another long break that you take or after that are you like i'm actually going to start doing artwork for people um after the goc thing um shit i was on like a lot of work on paper and like with colored pencils and like watercolor paint and i just like i just got introduced like digital artwork so i brought like a little tablet i bought a little tablet um and started messing around with that um and i started doing these little simpson eyes rapper characters and that kind of popped off um the most people know is when I did an action Bronson, of course. Um, and like he reposted it and then like overnight, like I got like a hundred, I mean, not a hundred, maybe like 10,000 followers overnight after he posted it. And that just kind of like jump started everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, so how many of those faces did you were how, like, but when you were putting your artwork out on the internet, how many had you done before? How long had you been doing it before the action Bronson one? Uh, oh man, I've been doing this like since like MySpace. you know what I mean? Like do the MySpace page, throw your music on there. Yeah. And you know, the background and I was just like putting up my watercolor paintings and stuff like that. Like portraits and really basic stuff. Um, and just went from there to uh, Facebook to Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, the reason I say that is like, I feel like talking to a lot of rappers, I feel this and artists and uh, comedians, whatever, whatever you're, it's like people think that it takes overnight. They think like, oh, you posted it. It went off. Like, that's how it happens. They don't realize the like you doing it, posting shit for a long time. And maybe it, it's not getting the traction you think it deserves until one day it does but you just kept doing it like you can't do it for the traction no no you just keep doing it like i i thought it was cool it was a little fun little thing i was doing it picked it did pick up a lot of traction and got a few interviews with like complex and stuff like that and you know i just kept working with people people reaching out and that's kind of like how i built my following you know and built my client base how did you get into the griselda scene um how did i get into the scene like do you remember the um, first project you heard or um I'm trying to think it's been so long um, yeah hold on let me see i can tell you when hold on 
I think Reject 2 was the first project I heard by Conway. Um, was it? It might have been. So you know Tyron Perryman? Mm-hmm. It does the uh, the interviews with um, Mark from Top Shelf. Yeah. I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. The new one they got going on now. So he, I did, a, I did my first podcast with him. It's called T and Converse. And him and I used to go back and forth about like rap genius when it was rap genius and not genius. And um, <laughs> they were like nerds in that aspect. But he put me on to West Side Gun back then. And he was like, yo, check this guy out. He's dope, whatever, whatever. And I was like, all right, I'll check him out. And I was like, man, I love this. And so I was listening to it. I, I want to say, I guess Fly God had to be the album that I heard first from him. And then I went back and listened to some other stuff. Um, but yeah, I, did, I heard that and I was like, wow, this is insane. Um, you know, I started drawing things like tagging a minute. And I remember like, I remember his IG was just like, I remember I had more followers than West Side Gun on my <laughs> IG. At one point. That's how like unknown the whole scene was like, um, and I was just doing all these artworks and he was feeling it and he was like, oh, this is dope, blah, 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 blah. Um, ended up doing the one, you know, the one with the guys on the bikes, him and Colin yeah. on the bike. Um. And he just reached out to me and was like, I want to use this for the tour as tour merch. And I was like, and for the tour poster. Um, I was like, all right, cool. Like, he's like, what do you want for it? And I was like, I don't want anything for it. You know, just, just give me an album cover and we do we do the trade that way. Cause I, you know, I'm such a fan. I was like, this is amazing to me. I want to yeah. be a part of this. Like, just give me a cover and take the, I don't care. You know, don't be some hoodies and let me do a cover. So, um, it was like cool, it's real. Um, so we did that. Um, and I did like smaller things in between then. So I did some stuff for Conway, did some stuff for Benny, did some stuff for Camino. Um, and then one day he just called me up and was like, Y'all need you to show me. He's like, You ever do anything with MF Doom? And I was like, Yeah, I did a bunch of stuff. Like, here's some drawings, whatever. He's like, Dope. Um, called me back the next day. He was like, I want you to do this cover me and doom on it it's um i got this project coming out he didn't say anything about it um i didn't hear it i didn't hear the song yet so it was like i just need this like asap you know and i came up with the idea with the mask and the broken doom mask with his face on it and i did it in like maybe two or three hours and sent it in he was like perfect you know this is i love it two or three hours yeah he was like i love it and um it might have, it might have even be been less than that. I was so excited. I was just like, ah, you know. Um, so then he dropped it, and I was just like, wow, like I couldn't believe it. Like here, I got this cover with one of my favorites, Doom, my new favorite West Side, and like I couldn't be happier. And then he hit me up like a day or two after that. I was like, I need you to do another cover um for another song and that was for two stings but i guess when they left it when they released it it was like a back and front cover for the for the album or whatever you want to call it the two songs on it so i mean everything that when you did the one of them fist fighting right right that was on the other that was for two stings yeah wow that's crazy it is fun i can't you didn't hear the music you just did it without yeah yeah that is his that's his shtick is he doesn't he just like he doesn't let the people hear the music beforehand. Seppington said the exact same thing for oh, Flyga. Yeah. 
<laughs> like he didn't hear Fly God before he did the cover for it. Nah, I didn't hear anything, man. Shout out to Seth, man. That Fly God cover was inspirational for me. So, how did you feel when he made it into the chain? Did you know he was doing that? No, not at all. <laughs> it just popped up. Like I, like I said, again, I woke up one day and like, a bunch of messages, and I was like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And saw it, and I was just like, "Wow, you know, wish I had one." <laughs> would you rock that at work you had Man, your nine to five are you, the... are you kidding me i wouldn't take it off ever <laughs> yeah, <I> should... <laughs> that would be amazing it would yeah, match I mean, that shirt you have on perfectly thank you i'd be hoping in that joint and all that. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been able to see it in person no no not have you all. all met him? Per- have you ever and you and Wes ever met face to face? Yeah, 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 a bunch of times, a bunch of times. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. you're down in Maryland, I don't know if he had done shows down there or anything. Well, he I did. guess you he came did. up I, here. Yeah, I came up there. I met him in. Um, did a show in Baltimore, and I went to the one in Baltimore, and met the whole crew there, and it was it was love. So. Have you ever been to the Buffalo Kids store? I haven't been to the Buffalo Kids store. Yeah, you you can't. You have a job. You can't like take the weekend yeah, off to like go around. Yeah. Everything has to be really planned out. Like, this is the weekend I'm going, and we're doing this, this, and this, and then I'm back home. You know what I mean? Like you went to uh, the, when you did the supply and demand? Just like the supply and demand, man. It's like I'm in and out. That was a dope anyway, event. It was really dope, man. I'm glad I went. It was insane. Did you, how did you, how did you and Mark, Mark speaks so highly of you from Top Shelf Premium. That's Shout my guy, out. Man. How, how yeah. did you guys link up? Um, I met Mark. Um, God, how did we meet up? He reached out to me. Man, I don't remember. It's been so long. This was back when he had a store. Um, and it was like in the back of a women's clothing store. He just had like a little spot in the back. And um, I remember I was in New York for God, I don't know what I was in New York for. I think I might have went to do uh, T and Converse. And was it Team Powers? Uh, man, I don't know, man. I was in New York for something. Yeah. Was like stopped by the, swing by the shop. Um, he had reached out to me online about doing some artwork for him, I think. And then I saw him by the shop and met him. Super cool. I was like, man, such positive energy. Like anytime I talk to Mark, it's just like, you just want to do all the things because he's so positive. He's so like a great spirit to be around like he's got like an aura around him and total i felt the same way yeah yeah so um you know he's telling me it's dope and i brought some stickers for him and he was like great like can you leave these with me i'm like you can take all of them like i don't want them you know (laughs) um and i remember like when i was in such a hurry to like do all the things while i was there and like get back on the road and i wanted to swing around the corner to the shop and like i left um went around the corner to the store Mark called me up and he was like, Hey man, this kid just came in. He saw your stickers and he wants to meet you. Like he's such a great fan of yours. And he's like, couldn't believe that these were here. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll come back. I was like right around the corner. So I came back in and this guy was in here. He was like, like the first time I had a fan experience. And he was like, yeah. He's like, Oh, I love this. Like, it's so great. And I love your artwork and you should do this, this, and this. And he was like, so excited to meet me in person. I was like, yeah, this is crazy. Like I just drew and made some cartoon stickers and I couldn't believe it. So that was like the first time I actually got to like feel, you know, what it 
what my art meant to someone else, like in person, you know what I mean? Rather than somebody saying, oh, this is dope, I'm gonna fire emoji online. Like, you know, yeah. there was like, I was face to face and like could see how excited he was to, to meet me. And it was, it's a great feeling, man. You can't beat it. You're very humble with that. I feel like you, you like the, you being like, no, nah, I just, it's a, a side project or just the way you talk about that. It is, you are like one of, do you real, like, are you hard on your work? No, <laughs> very much, very much. My own, we say your own worst critic. Yeah. Um, do you yeah, feel man, like it's to know. a point of being detrimental or do you feel like it's beneficial because it pushes you to keep going? Both because it's detrimental because it takes forever, but it also pushes me to keep going, you know, because every project I do, I'm trying to outdo the last project. So I'm like, mm-hmm. put out West Side Doom. I'm looking at West Side Doom. I'm like, yo, this shit is trash compared to like how better I've gotten since then. You know, I got to do better than that. I got to do better than these lines. I'm looking at it. I'm like, look at all these flaws. Look at these colors don't even look right. You know, look where I messed up right here. And like, it doesn't resemble West Side. You know, that's that's how I pick my own stuff apart. And then I'm like, I got to be better than the next one. And then like ever since like I started doing cover art and stuff like that, there's so many other people out there doing cover art, you know, like kind of the same lane. So now I'm like, yo, this dude's coming with it. This dude's coming with it. Like now I got to make myself really stand apart from everyone else, you know? Yeah. And everybody has a different style or whatnot, but now like I really got to turn it up. That's how I, I approach every project. Well, the reason is like the supply and demand. I didn't even realize you did the art for that because you have so many different styles. I mean, though, there really there's so much art uh, co- album covers that I see that I didn't even realize was you until I was doing the <laughs> like the pre research for the podcast. Looking back, uh-huh. and I'm like, wait, you did that one? You did the like you know the the crime apple one or the uh, reloaded or um the what with larry june and cardo or the supply and demand art it's like so or the stuff with wu-tang it's like so many different styles yeah i I was thinking about the other day uh i don't i was listening to alchemist the other day um and alchemist has like so you can't like listen like there's one time a day you listen to alchemist beat like yo that's alchemist beat now he's just like he's so good like he just tailors everything to that artist and that's how i am with the art you know what i mean like i just like it's like tailored for what it is the sound the feel you know i don't think there's just like one lane to stay in because it gets old and boring and i don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again you know what i mean like i challenge myself and um you know see where it goes what was your first official cover art First official cover art. Uh, what's official? Like first one that they like put out. Like this is the one they used for the project. Oh, okay. Like I like get the first one you saw on like iTunes or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. That's a tough one. Maybe, maybe what's I doing? Really? I don't know. I don't know, man. Let me look. Let me look real quick. I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking back now. It's like so much stuff that I did. I can't remember. Do you have um, a? Go 
what go ahead i'm sorry no i i do you i, I want i do want i'm interested in knowing what your first one is uh, I, I can't even tell you to be honest man i don't even know do you have so, one so. that you're like the most proud of, like that you can look back at and be like, all right, I re- I did my thing on that. Man, I'm proud of a lot of stuff, bro. Like every, every one has a story. So I'm, I'm just as proud, like as they come out. Like, so right now the latest one I did was a Larry June. Like I'm super excited and proud about that. And I got the one I that just that dropped shit. with Cardo. Yeah. Yeah. That was- that was all, and that was a completely different. That was a style I'd never seen you do or use before. Yeah, man, it's a complete departure from what I'm used to. So I'm like super proud about that. Like I was proud about Marcia Lago. I was proud about Crime Apples. If I don't see me in Paradise. Like I don't know, man. Like everything I do, I'm proud of for the most part. I wouldn't even want to put it out if I wasn't proud about it. But you're really hard on it. Yeah, super hard on it, man. So. When I finally that is fun. right before you were like, I hate everything I do. I like, I, and now it's like, <laughs> that's the play to the like. I I understand yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah, but that's why I wonder because like, I don't know. I feel like me being hard on myself is what pushes me. I feel like if yeah, I liked sure. what I did, then I'd just be complacent. Yeah, yeah, and you don't want to be complacent, man. You want to keep moving. So when you ask me, I'm like scrolling through like the the art on my page. And each one, I'm like, yeah. It's I'm like going back to like that day, like working on. It. I'm like, yeah, you know. But, you know, looking back, I'm like, yo, this is kind of shitty. Like I can pick it apart, line by line. But like looking at it as a whole, I'm like, I'm I'm proud of that. You know, I'm proud of my body of work for the most part. You had done a had you done a couple pieces for Cardo? Yeah, I did a bunch of stuff for Cardo, man. I did um, I did his solo album. I did um, Larry June and Cardo. I did uh, the Big Boston. I had a payroll. Yeah, you see, like I, I don't like. I guess Larry and the East Coast are kind of combining now. But I like. I love the different styles. Like there is so much different like type of music that I'd listen to that you would have too that you wouldn't think. But right, now, I mean, right. now Larry and Griselda are almost hand in hand. Yeah, man, it's it's a beautiful thing. I you know? I'll be honest, I did not like that song at first. At first, <laughs> off of side B with the West Side, uh, yeah, Larry. But the more yeah. I listen to it, that might be my favorite song on the project now. Really, it's a good, yeah. it's a good song, man. That's a good song. It's it's long, but it's a good song. It is long, but he has yeah. a he has a weird ass flow. It's yeah, yeah. I, I just wish like Larry doing a rap first on it. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, it's like when I heard Brains flew by. I think that was the first like West Side project I heard. The first time I listened to it, I don't think I like got it at first. Like it took uh-huh. me like two or I got I I liked it, but I didn't get it, and I had mm-hmm. to like really dive into it before I realized what it was. Nice, nice. I don't think I heard that one. It's like, a, you might got me on that one. It's um. It was one of his first. It was when he was doing a lot of like EPs with different producers and stuff oh. after Fly God. Um, it's weird. It's only like three or four songs, but he does like different beats on. So it's like three songs, but it's nine tracks. Yeah. It's like a different, the same song over different beats. 
it was weird. I didn't know what I was listening to at first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta look that one up. I don't think I heard that one. Let me see. Brains flew by. Let me write that down. So I'm gonna listen to it after this. Yeah, no, that's really good. There's so much stuff like the, uh, the one that he has with the producer. That's just the like Asian symbol. West Side Gun, it's fully produced. It's like, I don't know, it's like a woman screaming in white and red on the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, There's just so know. many, like, weird... I like the drop as much music as possible, like the dump mentality. Now, I had Jay Nice from the... Now I just say dump, like, fucking God fame. Dump it. But uh, <laughs> I like the dump mentality of, like, don't take three, four years to release an album. Yeah, strike what iron's hot, man. I agree. And but, I bet that's I mean, beneficial for you. Like, you can do a lot of covers and test your styles out because so many different people are releasing music. Yes, yes. And I've gotten to the point, I'm very blessed to get to the point where a lot of people are just like, do your thing. You know, that's like the greatest, like, thing any any client can ask you to do is like do your thing and just let you have full creative control over it you know what i mean yeah um whereas a lot of times the guys like oh i want this this i want this car i want these rims i want this chain and here's a, here's a picture of my chain and here's a picture of these shoes i want you know it's a lot of referencing and it's like oh my god it gets a little monotonous at times but for to have artists be like oh i trust you like here's my project do what you do and then like love it afterwards like you can't beat that man can't do, beat will it. you turn an artist down if they give you too many like things to do <laughs> i don't think i've ever turned an artist down afterwards i might have like made some suggestions and say you know um might want to leave this out but the cardo in uh larry june project he wanted to put girls hanging out of the cars and i was just like mm. I think it might be a little too much, you know, like yeah. it's going to take away from the whole aesthetic of the project. And he agreed. So here we are. Do you then, do you work yourself too thin? Like if you're not turning people, I mean, I, of course <laughs> you turn artists down, but like, do you feel like you accept too much work for the time that you have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, some stuff I just feel like I just can't say no. You know what I mean? Like, Car lifts me up. I just I can't say no a lot of times. Yeah. Most of the time. I mean, I have before and he just like doesn't quit. It's like I need you, I need you, I need you. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> I might say no one day and like a week later, he'll come back like harder. It was like, oh, you, you ready? And I'm like, all right, man. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Cardo, man. Are I'm you really... how did how did he find you or did you reach out to him first? Um, he reached out to me like when I was doing like the Simpsons stuff. So I don't know, somewhere on the internet you'll find I did a, a artwork with him, like a Simpsonized version of him in front of Monte Carlo. Um, I've been trying to find it online. I cannot find it to save my life. I'm sure he has it somewhere. But do you not do I, the Simpsons anymore? Nah, man. I try to stay away from that for the for the most part. It got it got kind of old literally i could have sat there and did made a career out of doing that for people you know what i mean that's that's how much demand there was for it but i didn't want to be like pigeonholed and the drawn in someone else's style and you know not 
making a name for myself. I didn't want to be yeah. the Simpson guy, you know. Do you still get requests from that or like? No, it really, no. <laughs> I think that's good because I feel like artists could get like pigeonholed into like one style yeah. and not yeah. realize that they can branch out. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And so like it was cool when, you know, it kind of popped off and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then like droves of people were just asking me all the time. It's like, you know, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm burnt out. Like I'm tired of it. Like I'm not Matt gr- grooning, grooning, grooning. What was his last name? Grooning. Grooning, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm done with it, man. Like I want to concentrate on my style. Because it's not your full time job, do you feel like you can kind of accept jobs at, like as you want, not have to do that? Oh, absolutely. That's the beauty of it all, man. Like, I don't need to do a cover. I do it because I want to. Is that know? the and reason then, you don't go full time? Or is it like if you got health insurance from Peyton, would you do that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, yeah. If somebody was like, yo, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars to pump out X amount of covers and here's all your benefits. Then, then yeah. But right now, you know what I mean? I got a, I got a wife, kids, house, cars, you know. I'm scared of that because, like, yeah. I'm 24 years old. And so I have one more year before I'm off my parents' insurance. Like, that's <laughs> like a real thing. So I'm trying to create as much as I can before that happens. Take because, like, it, once I hit that, it's like, oh shit, what am I going to do? Yeah. 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 You got to man up, man. That's what I mean. I know. I it's uh, it's, I I do understand that, but it is like uh, it sucks. I mean, it doesn't. It's that's the way the world works. That's the way that like life works. But it is like um, they don't want you. They don't want you to be in a creative. You know. Yeah, it's tough, man. I I admire anybody who can who can just. I'm not built to be a freelancer. You know what I mean? And like a hustler i mean i hustle in different ways but i could just be like not have a job and be out there scrambling for money you know like that's just not me like i need something steady i need that assurance i need to know that that check gonna hit the bank every other friday you know what i mean like i, I need to know so props to everyone out there doing their thing because i need that paycheck do you think that have you always been disciplined? Cause that's discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Since day one. Did you grow up with that? Or is that something you had to learn? As you I said, grew like, up that, man, man up. I'm, mom's wasn't playing that man. She said, you, you, you cannot go to college, but you're asked better get a job. So <laughs> I've had a job ever since, you know, I've never not had a job. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've had jobs in the school with a job, you know, and on this shit. I held three, four jobs at one time at one point. So I worked. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I get like that's I worked a job like 70 hours a week doing stand up full time before all this mm-hmm. shit hit. And then it's like, all right. There's a decision you have to make, as you said, like, 
are you going to be disciplined enough to put in the time to know what you need to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Because no one, as much as you just want to create, you can't just create. There's like right. six jobs behind being a creative. Right, right. I will tell you this. The one the one good thing about having a job and being a creative is it doesn't give you a lot of time to like lollygag and overthink things because you got to meet deadlines and the little bit of time you do have, you got, you have to make the most of it, you know, whereas I feel like if I was a full-time creative and I sat at home and drew all day, it'll be so much more relaxed. And I just be like, ah, whatever. But because I got a job and then I got like, house projects and stuff to do it's like when i when i sit down to actually draw it's it's draw time you know yeah it's go time so when when i feel lazy it's not because i did too much it's because i didn't do enough it's like you think or at least i think my brain as if it's like a battery or that it drains but that's not how it works it's kind of like a wind power machine where you need to kind of get going to generate right. energy the more you, the more stuff you put on your plate, the more energy you have. It's not the other way around. I can see that. I can see that. Like, I don't know. Whenever I'm like, oh, I've, I have so much stuff going on. I feel like if I don't do anything, I have to like make myself more busy to keep myself going. I don't know. Like, I don't like to. T- I can't take two days off. Of not doing anything. I can definitely take two days off and I don't. <laughs> well, that's yeah, I understand. You have a, <laughs> do you get take any that time to yourself? Mm, sometimes. I've been I'm working on making time for myself. Wife says I need to make time for myself because I'm stressing myself out. So um I, I make it a, a point to make some time for myself. What does it last. ever become too much? Two, three months. Like everything, you're, all the balls up in the air that you have going? Yeah, man. Every day, man. Every day is too much. And you just, like, work through it. Maybe you have your time. You just feel like, you know, you're overwhelmed and the world's sitting on your shoulders. And then other times you feel like you have everything under control. I think it's life, man. I think that's just living in today's society, man. You you, you got everything happening right now. So um, what matters is how you get through it, you know? Do you ever take a break from art, from creating? Mm, no, not really. No, I mean, I might not draw a few days, but I'm always thinking of stuff and like mentally drawing. I don't know if anybody else does that, but like I'm like mentally, if I can't like actually draw something on paper or on my iPad, I'm like drawing it in my head or like putting the ideas in my head and like literally like watching my hand in my head draw the lines and how it's going to be. And so then like when I actually sit down, I could relay that onto the paper or the iPad. So I've never heard an artist describe it like that because that's how I write. Like I don't sit down and write jokes. Like I don't, when I'm writing my stand up, I don't like sit down and like, all right, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. Like, I right. go out and I ride my bike or I take a walk or I'm out in the day and I'm like picturing it in my head 
writing it or on stage like i'll be like okay this is how i'd say it on stage and then when it goes i can kind of remember uh, remember how i did it then I'd, i'm too i'm not good at sitting down that's why like i'm not good at sitting down and not doing anything yeah me neither me neither i can not sit still at all that's crazy coming from an artist i'm very hands-on so my, i'm a building engineer um during the day so like i can't sit at my desk i had to be moving working working with somebody fixing something like i gotta be doing something if i sit still i fall asleep well that's like <laughs> i like to force myself to sit down and have a conversation that's why i like this podcast is because i i'm very like oh what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing so when i force myself to sit down and talk for an hour i don't i don't really care about the listens but i just get to like talk to people I want to talk to and then, Hey, people like it, but that's, it's forcing myself to, cause there's so much you can pull out of just a simple conversation. Right. Right. Anyway. Anyway, how do you get into comedy, come? man? How do you get into comedy? How did I get into comedy? Yeah. I got, a, I, I got into it. I got in a bad hockey accident trying to impress a girl. And uh, I had to lay in a dark room for a month and I just listened uh, to stand up for that month. And I'd always liked it before then. But after that month, I was like, God damn, that's the that's the thing I'm going to do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm very I don't know if it, I am spiritual in the way that it's like I I could do a 100 things, but my path is focused on comedy. And when I focus on that, it leads me to the things I need to do. So like. It's like comedy almost picked me. I don't know, like, how did I find it? It's almost like, how did it find me type thing? Oh, okay, I can see that. That's dope, man. That's really dope. So how do you, um, like, I love stand-up I love stand -up comedy, and sometimes I think I'm funny, but I'm, I never, <laughs> like, you think about doing actual stand-up, like, how do you go, like, how do you even write a stand-up? Like, is it, it's not like writing a rap or sketching. No. Uh, Have you ever written raps? Did you ever try rapping? Of course, man. Who has it? <laughs> Ooh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Every fan of hip hop. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you know me, folks. The head of Lord Mob was Flea Lord, but I was in their studio and he made me get in the booth and freestyle, and it was the worst experience of my whole life. Oh my god! Flea Lord studio just bombing a freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't sit down and write. Like I, I have to just. You go up on stage and you bomb a lot until you realize how to talk to people on stage. And mm. that's when you can start writing jokes. It's like you just have to you have to be a masochist almost. You have to go in front of an audience every day for like five. I would do it 12 times a week when I started for almost a year straight and just have a whole room of people hate you. Until finally yeah. a room doesn't hate you. And then you can kind of build. And then that's when you really start writing jokes and becoming a comedian. Well, when you go in thinking they already hate you. Exactly. Or when you go in being like, I don't fucking care. It's yeah. hard to like, that's what, that's what stage fright is as a kid. Like going up and speaking. It's like, I don't want everyone to think I'm stupid. Yeah. But everyone's going <laughs> to think you're stupid. You just have to get past that. Wow. So like, when you're, um, go ahead. No, I was just, like, that's why I, I love art. I love art. 
but I could never start because I feel too stupid when I start. I'm like, this is shit. This is shit. But everyone probably feels that until they become good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You do a repetition, man. Repetition. It's the same thing. It's just funny how like different people find different things. That's why I mean, like Mm -hmm. comedy found me. Do you feel like you found art or do you feel like art found you? Like that was what you were meant to do. I don't know, man. My mom was my mom was artistic. My aunts, my dad, like everyone around me always drew. My mom was like a big influence because she drew all the time. Um, and I would just try to like match hers or like draw her, whatever she drew. And like she was always shitting on me. And I was like, dang, you know, I I, I got to do better than that. And like it's like you a while on your I, work, huh? You were shitting on your work. No, nah, no, nah, I, mean, I mean, I said like her work was shitting on mine. Like it was so oh, good. Oh, I, I could, thought you I were could, being like, yeah. <laughs> you were showing her your work and you're like, this is dog shit. <laughs> nah, man, like she was killing. We had this, um, we had this how to draw horses book. And you know how, how to draw books, you just start off with like circles and shapes. And then like, it'd be like step one, the circles. And then like step two, it'd be like half the horses drawn. And like step three is the final product. And she would just go in straight to step three like no circles and shapes or nothing and like draw the entire thing shading and all and i'm still like erasing my circle marks and i'm like how are you doing that you know and it was so good it was like full of realistic to the picture in the book um and it was so good so we joke about it now today i recently just bought her a sketchbook and a um the same how to draw horses book from like 1986 <laughs> i found it on amazon and um trying to get her back into it so Oh, wow. Could she believe yeah. what you're doing with art now? Oh, yeah, man. She, she's been she's been part of the process since the beginning. You know what I mean? That's really nice, having the support that she wasn't shitting on your work. <laughs> no, but the, like that, that was something you did with your mom and that she still continues to support is very nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She always looked out, man. Got me some scholarships to like in community college and put me in some like independent art classes when I was younger. Like she always like tried to push, always gave me supplies, always brought home printer paper from work. You know, like she always, she was always there. And she was always pushing you to have a job too. Right. Right. So that's where your mentality, I mean, that makes sense why your mentality is that. Probably. Yeah. That you can juggle the both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Was she ever like a published artist or did she have anything? Mm-mm. She just worked, man. She, she drew in her free time. She's a hard, Is that she's what you thought you were going to do? Just draw in your free time? Uh, I mean, that's literally what I'm doing now. <laughs> a little bit more than that. <laughs> Drawing in my free time. Yeah. Um, but as you said, that that had an impact on you having that guy in that store come up to you and say, are your work affected him? Yeah, man. That's more than just like a pastime, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely puts a battery in your back. And every time I go to these events, these, these top shelf events, I talk to Mark about it all the time. And like, it's, it's, it's like insane. And I can't even fathom like the feeling like that people want to meet and talk to me and ask me questions about, the cover and like meeting this person and like, yeah, I work, I work a job every day. You know what I mean? I'm just like you, you know, I'm no better than you, no different than you. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool and weird to me at the same time. 
but how do the people you work with like do you look at them like how are you not doing more or do you do they look at you like how are you doing so much or what's the dynamic there no they always say you shouldn't be here you should be in hollywood or something something else like you shouldn't be here i'm like where else would i be like there's i don't know there probably is a way to make excuse me make this a full-time thing excuse me sorry but it's not in the cards for me right now right now do you never see it one day happening like you don't see yourself trying to make it that your no, thing honestly this is it's really fun for me man I've, I've been very fortunate to be able to make artwork for artists that i like and get paid for it and the idea of um doing it full-time means i have to take in a lot more clients you know and to make ends meet so then i'm stressing myself out i'm really pushing myself too thin then maybe the art gets boring to me at that point, you know, because now it's a job, job, you know, and now it's not me doing something I like and love. It's only because I have to do it and you lose the feeling. Well, that's, it's, that's, it's funny. Cause that's what's, you know, squat dead face. Mm-hmm. Like that's, he has the exact same mentality. He has a whole ass flooring business in Australia. Like, <laughs> like it is just that, Maybe it would like do you it would be too stressful, maybe if you did it. Oh absolutely, time. man. And I like I like my time. Like I like spending time with my family, you know, I like going out. Like, like there's no way I could be chained to the desk and be drawn all day long. Do you have anybody you want? I mean, you you have worked with everybody. I mean like do you have people you want to do covers <laughs> for that you haven't yet? I mean, it's crazy the ones that you've done. Um, MF Doom or Rock Marcy or one that I haven't done yet. Um, shit, man, I don't know, man. Uh, you would ask me that a few months ago. I would say Larry June, but now I've done Larry June. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, it's tough, man. Maybe like Ghostface or something, somebody like that. You know? Yeah, that'd be dope. That would be dope. <laughs> or like the or like the RZA, you know, to do like a cover for one of them. You did the how you did the uh, the Wu Tang inspired on the bike too, right? The Wu Tang bike. Yeah, with uh, Ray, uh, Ray and Ghost. Yeah, that was I loved that one. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, do you do you have any like artists? that you are like is there a scene of artists like artists that you talk to that you and that you look up to or that you you like or are inspired um that i communicate with or i just like like in general yeah like either way do you have artists that you like look up to that you got to reach out with and not work with but check out like they check out that your work or anything like that yeah, man, my, my guy, Lord, NMF. I think you had him on the show. Yeah, shout out, Lord. That's my guy, man. We, we talk all the time, man. We share um, progress and tips and uh, life stories. Like, we go back and forth all the time, man, all day long. Early in the morning, late at night, just go in. He's a talented... There's so many talented artists in the scene, but he's such a... And a genuine dude, just a really nice yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, very genuine. You said it. 
Man, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast for real. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you 100%. I appreciate what, what you're doing for the culture. I hate to sound cliche and say for the culture, but you know, it's good that you're in this lane. Ain't you the comedy? Like, wearing that all the hats. Thank yeah. you. No, for real. That does yeah. mean a lot because I feel I feel the same way about you. And uh, it's an honor to because when we met, it was kind of in passing. It's supply and demand. But right. At the next I felt one. bad. I felt bad because I was like, man, man, these guys should do a podcast. And I was like dipped out. And I, was like, I had to go. Man. I had to get back to work. You know? I understand. That's I'm <laughs> like, even though I don't have like a full time job other than this, like, man, it's busy sometimes. It's scheduling's hard. Like talking. Yeah. Talking yeah. to more than 10 people on your, like, texting more than 10 people is impossible. Like, yeah. talking to yeah. 10 people on Instagram. I, like, if I get more than three messages, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I just looked at my phone. I have over 105 notifications. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Yeah, no. It's too much. It's too much. So I understand. Yeah. Um, Where can people find your stuff? Do you, you have prints and stuff online? Yeah, man. BeNoArtwork.com. All my stuff's on there. And do you have anything coming up that you can share? Any artwork you have coming or will people find it on your Instagram? Uh, do I have anything? No, nah, man. I can't share anything, man. A lot of times I work on stuff. I can't even talk about it half the time. You know, <laughs> it sucks, man. <laughs> like a Russian spy. <laughs> yeah, and then and like until it comes out, you know, and it's just like... uh. I will say I, I ain't working on another project Ricardo. So that hopefully should be out soon. Oh, that'll be dope. That'll mm-hmm. be dope. I think and thank you so great. much. I, I Hopefully we can link in person next time in New York. Oh, for sure. For sure. Man. How far are you from Baltimore? You, Baltimore is like 45 minutes, 40 minutes. 45 My whole family's from um, Lewiston. Lewiston? Lewis? Uh, right outside of Baltimore on my mom's side. They have some Irish pub called Opoint and Still. I don't know. I was, I'm supposed to go down to Baltimore in a few uh, a few weeks to meet up with um, SK of Drumwork and oh. J Royale. Gotcha. Well, you ever work with J Royale out of Baltimore? I have not. Oh, he's dope. He's he's had songs with Conway and Benny. He's a dope artist. He was at the uh, the joint right at the top. Show. Yeah, yeah. He performed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I met, I think I met him and um, the Doughboy Fresh Pretzel guy yeah. for a long time outside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking in the rain for a minute. Yeah, man, thank you for real. I appreciate you giving up your night for this. No, no problem, man. It's the nicest beginning, but thank you for having me on here. Yeah, I know. Am I gonna go do? St- I'll probably go do stand up right now. There you go. Send me a link so I can watch it. All right. Have a good one. Thank you very much, Ren. All right. You too, bro. Peace. Peace.